This episode of The Real Roundtable, we look at a favorite movie of Brody from his late teenage era. Tank Girl is a movie based on a comic, and this week, Brody tries to convince Chris and myself that this is a cult classic and worthy of our time. As usual, Chris has never seen this, and for the first time on the podcast, neither have I. This should be fun. Chris, roll tape. The Real Round Table. You made me mad, Jerry. Now I'm going to have to do something to work it off. I am Ergo the Magnificent. I could turn you into shredded meat in about uh, three seconds with this baby if I wanted to. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. I don't kill men without good reason. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Greetings, listeners. We're excited you're here to join us today. On this episode of the podcast, we're actually going to be listening and talking about Tank Girl. And in a second, I'm going to let Brody tell us all about Tank Girl. But we're glad you're here. We're hoping you have a good time. It should be interesting. Like I said, I've never seen this. I'd never seen this movie before. Of course, neither did Chris. I know that our guest tonight is anxious to see what we would say about that. First off, welcome as always, Chris. Hello. And then Brody has brought our visitor, so he's going to explain who she is. And so welcome to the podcast, Brody. So our guest is the hippie, which y'all know is my wife. She's here to talk about Tank Girl with us. Brody She's excited. Yeah, Brody and the hippie. 95 point whatever. <laughs> sound like a radio show. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to look at Tank Girl, a 1995 movie that it's about a, an asteroid has hit the Earth. It's not a total kill off of the planet but it does cause rain to stop for 11 years and water and power is the company that is taking control of all the water and tank girl played by Lori petty is out to get revenge and against the company and you're leaving out so much information it's a synopsis <laughs> okay. yeah we have a lot to go through yeah I'm leaving out a lot of stuff. There's more in there. We'll talk about it. But Tank Girl is the main character, and uh, she's based on what? She's based on a comic made in England, which was, at the time, the second most popular comic in England behind Judge Dredd. Or I did not know Dredd. this. And so, yeah, those were the two top, which I thought it's kind of fascinating because neither of them are Superman, or, which I know Superman's American comic or Batman or anything like that, but it was actually those were the two most popular were Dredd and Tank Girl, which I understood Dredd. I knew about Dredd. Right. Uh, and I, I remember, had never heard of the comic or the movie I, until I, this. I'd heard of the movie because I was in the movie theater when this movie came out, and I watched everything that came in the movie. Tank Girl is not a movie I watched, though. When Tank Girl came <laughs> in, I looked at it, and I was like, that does not seem like that would be something that would interest me at all. So, yeah, so I passed. There was a scene I had watched in it. There's a scene where uh, the, the bad guys will kill somebody. They'll stab somebody in the back with a, 
don't like know. a water bottle. Yeah, it's like looks like yeah. a water bottle, and then yeah. it just grows and takes all the water out of their bodies, and they just uh, which I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about the water bottles later, but I just remember that scene and seeing that. The times I would see it, I'd see it for ten seconds at a shot, and so mm-hmm. it was always just mass confusion to me and everything. And then now I've watched the movie, and I have a different opinion on it. And so with that, you said that the hippie has joined you, and so. I'm not sure how she got that nickname, the hippie. I think I was oh, a baby that gave it to her. We just call mm-hmm. it hippie. It's because she's a very free spirit. She loves people, and so it's not maybe your normal thoughts of hippies. That's the kind of our joke about her and everything like that. So, do you want to welcome and just tell us a little bit about yourself? About I'm married to Brody, and that's why I'm here. I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to know about me. I love watching movies. I'm a big movie watcher and I also love music. So those are two really important things. She loves movies. She loves music. And you have Tank Girl comics, right? I do. She I do. Tank Girl I Did you collect these when you were younger? No, they Is were. Is this a new? <laughs> they were a wedding present to me from a friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It's so random. they they were a tank girl. Fan. Until tonight, I'd never seen no, a comic book. They knew I was, so they wanted oh, okay. for me. Gotcha. So, yeah. So they were very excited. Brody and the hippie were very excited about Tank Girl. And they were like, yeah, we got to watch Tank Girl. And, and so we're like, yeah, let's do this. And of course, Chris had never seen it and, and or heard of it. But again, so we were kind of, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot and everything. And I brought the librarian in to watch this as well. So you'll, I'll, I'll tell you our review of this as well. So <laughs> how, when time. was the last time you guys watched this movie previous? Oh man. Years. It's been years. Yeah. At least one or two, maybe. I don't oh, know. It's been a while. Longer. I haven't watched it in over a decade of it. Did you either have adolescent kids before you watched it? This time? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, last time I don't think I, we had any kids when yeah, I saw it no. last. It's hilarious. Okay. So the movie takes place in 2033. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And the world is pretty much a barren wasteland. That's sand. Everywhere it's the opposite. Sand. I heard it in a different review compared to the polar opposite of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't read that, but yes, that's exactly what don't, don't go into this movie expecting some version of Waterworld, though. Well, before we jump too far, let's let's talk about the actresses in this. This is Lori Petty. In 91, she was in Point Break. I think in 92 or 93, she was in A League of Their Own. 94, she was in Free Willy. And then she got in this movie. Okay, so this is her first starring, starring main role. All those other ones, she'd been like the main, the secondary character, but been very popular. I remember her in Point Break as a kid seeing that. I thought, oh, she's cute. And then I saw League of Their Own. I thought, oh, she's cute and everything. She looks a lot different in this movie. I'm not saying she's not cute but she does not she looks totally yeah it's totally a totally different, different character don't, yes, this is don't a, forget the year before she was in in the army now i forgot that she was in the yeah that was the year before tank girl so. yeah i recognized her immediately and i was like that's the free willy girl <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> wait you've seen free willy i'm impressed <laughs> i'm <rare> disappointed <laughs> I'll be honest, I've never seen Free Willy. I haven't either. I have not seen I did not recognize her from that. (laughs) Ice T's in it in a very memorable role. Somebody made fun of him. I I read this one that somebody made fun of him about this role. And uh, he goes, They gave me (laughs) $100,000. I'd have done it. I would do that for $100,000. Heck yeah. I would put all that crazy makeup on. And then, uh, of course, Jet Girl's uh, Naomi Watts. She's had a, a very big career. I don't want to forget this, but she said this is her most famous movie. This is her movie that she's most ashamed of. Whereas on the other side, Lori Petty, I think she said this is the movie she is most proud of. 
<laughs> so I think that's pretty funny because they're the two main characters in this movie. So any other people was Malcolm McDowell's in this. I'd recognize him in a few things. He's most famous for Clockwork Orange. There's um, quite I, a few. I like him. There's quite yeah, a like few him. memorable faces in the movie. There's a lot of people. I'd recognize Don Harvey somewhere. The Sergeant Small. I'd seen him somewhere. James Hong was in uh, Little Big Trouble in Little China. I seen him a few other things, but I remember him. He's only in it for like what thirty seconds. He's not, that, yeah, yeah. But it was like it's one of those roles. You're like, ah, yeah, that guy. He's you know? the crazy scientist. Scientist. Dude. Yeah. 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 And then a couple other people that don't talk about Richard Schiff. He's in The Good Doctor. He's in it for just a second because I remember when I saw his face, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then Douglas Jones, and he's been in a couple other things. I'm just throwing these other names that just people have seen before. Rachel Tolley was the director of this. I'm probably saying her name wrong. I think this was her last big movie to make for years and years. She ended up doing a lot of directing of TV shows, including Doctor Who. And this film hurt her because of how it did. It was 25 or 35 million to make. It's 25 to make. And it made $3 million. Four. Four million. Four million. Two million on its first weekend and then four million in all. So very, very huge. So a success. Very big failure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as we talk about this podcast, it's like, who was this geared tour? Who was the audience? Who they're trying to reach? Because the movie goes in so many different directions. Am I wrong? I mean, it definitely wasn't geared toward a younger crowd. I don't know who read the comics, so I can't really speak to who it was geared toward. But it does seem... Or I can't speak to their intentions, but it seems like it was geared toward the adult. Did y'all see it in the theater when y'all saw it? No. No. Okay, so how did you find out about it? Blockbuster. Okay. An aisle scan? Yes. Really? My parents rented that for me. Yeah. No, I just I wondered, you know, because I could see a bunch of friends say, hey, let's go watch this. But, I mean, we don't really have a, I don't think anybody in this room is following British culture. The librarian loves British stuff, but it's all those drama. The Queen and. Yeah. Downton Abbey, that's that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of curious on what moves. When I envision the real round table, that's what I think of is is the person who was walking down the aisles of Blockbuster, but they don't realize they walked past the movie they should have picked up. You know what I'm saying? And that part of the probably part of the reasons for picking this movie up is the artwork on the cover. Because I remember that cover. Like I think she's staring into the Oh yeah, and it's camera. very it's very comic book esque. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, let's just jump into it. Um, basically, the, the, from, what, from what I understand, the very front part of it, Tank Girl is, she's the first person we meet. She's acting insane. And can we just talk about performance of, her, of this? Because I feel like this is part of, and I, I, I don't know if I can hold back from not talking about her performance. Yeah, so the Rebecca, or Tank Girl's character, is over the top. It's this, like, really high expressive comic characters to line up with the comic is to make it that character that was in the comic, you know? Yes. Yes. And so there's a lot of bastic action and they use a lot of the clips from the comics strewn throughout the film. It's just sort of like, I'm going to run into a room with 27 men and nothing's going to happen to me. Well, and then the, and that's like the comic would be you know? right. And in the original comics, like the tank was also her home. Like she lived there after the house was taken and everything. And I actually looked up her, her name was Fonzie Rebecca Buckler. Fonzie? Fonzie. Fonzie Rebecca Buckler. Buckler. That's very different. Yeah. I see why they left that out. (laughs) Just went with Rebecca. Yeah. Let's just go with Rebecca. Well, that's an issue too. This, you talk about, she lives in her tank and everything. She didn't spend that much time in her tank. From my standpoint, when I'm watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The tank's not used that much in this. Uh, I mean, it's used in the movie, but there's not a huge emphasis on it. I think that maybe they kind of made this a uh, origin story 
of how she gets with the tank instead of giving more of an origin story of her and how she became like she is. Because there's a couple of things. Right when we first start the movie, she's out wandering around looking for something for her, her boyfriend. And she finds some boots. She kind of gives us the story of how we got here. Like she's always doing voiceover and telling us what's going on and what happened. And then she gets back to her base, which here's my first one of my first issues is when they get back to base, I was like, for a planet with no water, hardly, <laughs> everybody is clean as can be. Yeah. Like they're always. But, no, but she says we steal it. She, I mean, in the beginning, she says nobody has any water. Well, I mean, we steal it, but if they don't find out, it's it's fine. Because remember, she, she says in the intro, she's talking about how water and power has all the water, therefore all the power. And, you know, it means so if seven people have to get in a tub together. So, you know, it's not all bad. You yeah. know? And then she says, well, we steal water, but if they don't find out. Right. And then it. And that's it, why water and power were after them. Right. Because they were. But they were tapped and they were into siphoning the it off. I mean, they were watering plants and everything. So I kind of get that they were cleaner. You don't see anybody else. They were just cleaner. <laughs> like if you go, if you go watch any Mad Max or any apocalyptic movie, usually there's there's sand on them. There's oh, dirt it's on grit. Them. Yeah, a little grime. bit. I'm just saying they were they were perfect in every way when it came to cleanliness. Like I was like, that's a little over the top for this. So, I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. so, I mean, that's just one of the, the first things. And then the second thing is, so they, they get back and she hangs out with her boyfriend. Um, of course, this is our very first inappropriate scene of the, the movie <laughs> uh, of many, yes, <laughs> of, this, many. of this movie. And, everything. and so I will admit there's, there's a lot of inappropriate in the movie. It is definitely for adults. I didn't remember that uh, before watching it this time. However, I don't feel that it was put in there for any real purpose. I mean, I understand she's supposed to be. Now, if you get back to the comics, it, it ties into the comics more, into her behavior and everything, but not in the movie. It was unnecessary, a lot of it, in the movie, I feel. The, the director's trying to make it like the comic, be like the comic, and then they end up cutting stuff from everything I read, so they cut up a bunch of the stuff, so it kind of changed the thing. So maybe that would make more sense, some of the things they do that's the inappropriate. Also, this is made from the British. It's not uncommon for them to use cuss words in regular TV shows, everything, so it's different than the American look and stuff like that. So now you're trying to bring over a, a British thing. It's more of a British... Uh, feel to it kind of over the top almost and they they mentioned when they were writing it alan and jamie it was alan martin and jamie Hewitt. they said that they kept putting in like benny hill jokes and stuff mm. and the people they were pitching to just didn't get it they just weren't on board with that so they kept cutting and they kept changing the movie so it's not it's not really what the vision was supposed to be not that we know what it was supposed to be but they said that they even forgot to film about 10 major scenes so they had to be that's the animation that they put in some of the parts where they put animation in is they forgot to film those scenes, so they had to animate them. They filled them with, like, comic slides. Right. Yeah. You know, like, this is me unconscious, that kind of thing. But That, that was one of the few things I loved, though. I felt oh, yeah. like that's that was a smart move because I thought they were just doing that because they were saving money or they were trying to move the story along. Hey, let's have a montage of how she learned to drive the tank. We'll just do yeah. it really quickly. Hey, there she looked. Now she knows how to drive the tank instead of us seeing all the errors that she makes trying to drive the tank. So, I mean, I think it worked out better, but that wasn't the intention. Yeah. You know, it was just a, a goof. Now I will say watching those, there was so much going on in those. It wasn't like your normal comic. Yeah. It was hard to pay a fully attention to get everything. Does that make sense? Maybe a lot of those, are you talking about the, just the comic part? Yes. Yeah. The slides are super fast sometimes just cause it's sort of showing you the pace of the scene. And so a lot of the times you get like 
multiple slides in slides anxious, in a second. You get anxious a little bit. I get a little <laughs> so, so now it does have an over the top feel, but you have to remember it's mid nineties too. So you, you've got several swings of extremes. You've got hair band still, but you've still got that psychedelic kind of over the top with colors and, you know, I so, thought the slides were not slides. The comics were really high quality for the, like the time, you know, like they really held up, I think. Well, I thought the cinematography was good. I mean, I thought, I really thought that it was, it played out well. I mean, they did good with even costumes and effects and everything. It, it was good. It just, I enjoyed it because of that. I liked a lot of that. I liked the, a lot of the, uh, the uh, originality in it, you know, the rippers and, and them being demonized on this end, and then you meet them on this, and they're they're different. I, I liked that part of it. Now, there was a lot of inappropriate that I could have done without, but you take the good with the bad in any movie. What did you like about it in particular? Especially the first part, just for talk, as we talk. Um, well, the slides, I love those because I like the artwork. I think it's pretty close to the comic book artwork. So that's kind of authentic to that yeah it's definitely an original film i mean there's nothing like it i've ever yeah. seen matter of fact yeah. the only thing i can think of was kind of compare but it doesn't have the uh comics as a fifth element like if you've ever seen the fifth yeah. element it's got a lot of feel to that of just a bunch of different characters everybody's over the top except for one character and in this one it seemed like the, the only character that's not over the top is a uh, naomi watts character yeah jet she's kind of calm you know <laughs> I, I don't know how i'm surviving this world but she's very you know intelligent She's meek. Yeah. So, but in the other one, in the Fifth Element, it's Bruce Willis's character. He's just Mr. Cool, and then everybody else is completely, you know, very different. So, but see, I, I like those kind of movies. That to me, it's almost you're thinking out of the box a little bit. I mean, the the story of an asteroid or water, or some kind of shortage, and the government taking control. Those are older concepts. Those are concepts that have been done several times. But to add little things like to have an antagonist that turns out to be good, like the Rippers, and to have, I mean, she's described as a lot of things when you start doing research on the film, <laughs> you know. And But to have somebody that over the top and that crazy be the victor or be the, the role model, and the you know, it, it's different. I like it. That's why I like it. I think the issue that I have with it is the fact that your your hero either can be anti-hero, which she's clearly anti-hero, you know, a complete hero. But they have to be completely, they have to be likable or they have to have something that draws you in. And she's just so insane. I'm like, I don't know if she cares about anybody watching how she acts. Like, that's how I saw it. I know she cares about the little girl, but her boyfriend gets killed like in the first 15 minutes, 10 minutes and shot. That's over with. And yeah. And she cries. She Does has she? tears. She falls to the ground and is like, no. <laughs> okay. And then that's part of it. It's I think she cries more when her uh, ox gets killed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the ox dying was worse for her. And then yeah. I totally understand that. They made it a very a point to show how cruel they were by killing the animal. Yeah. And then kind of smoothed over killing the boyfriend. <laughs> you should never oh, name your food. And around this scene... <laughs> By the way, this is where I picked up on the fact that I was going to really not enjoy all the shooting in this movie. It's when they just spray. Stormtroopers. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> they just spray everywhere, especially Tank Girl, and they just hit everybody that they want to. 
So she's a crack shot with the craziest style of shooting, and then From the, the actual soldiers cannot hit Any. the broadside of a barn. Yeah. Nobody yeah. in this movie hides behind anything to fire. Even in their jet, Nobody. they can't hit anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So instead, they land it. And they don't shoot her at that point. That gets me. It's like they kill everyone except the little girl. But you don't they, know that yet. Yeah, you don't know that yet. And and the only one alive is her, and they, they refuse to. Three times. Three times they should shoot her. Yeah. The first time is the guy that fight walks up. Remember, okay, let's just go back. She is the worst <laughs> sentry. All she has to do is look out. She's on guard duty. She is She's the on worst. guard duty. And, and she ironically or, you know, sarcastically says she takes it very seriously. <laughs> and then she does not. <laughs> I, I feel like it's all her fault. Like everything in this movie oh, is her fault. There's it? a lot of stuff that's her fault. No, but if you look, even when they, when they approached her, they came from behind her. If you look at it. They did walk up on her. But, you know, they were looking at thermal imaging or anything, and it was from behind. That thermal imaging, by the way, was the (laughs) (laughs) Could have done without that. Yeah, just stick some goggles on him. It'll look better than that. Yeah. But that dude was cheesy, weird. Yeah. You're talking about the first guy to find her? That's Richard Schiff. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's Richard Schiff. He's in The Good Doctor. And so he's the, the, the old doctor that's a wise doctor. But that was him. I was like, oh, my gosh. I yeah, didn't he was very him. perv creepy. He was. Look, every guy, every white guy in this movie is a perv. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. That's right. That's that's the, the rule of this movie. <laughs> and so that they make that abundantly clear that women are great. <laughs> except for her boyfriend. He's a good guy. For, I was wondering minutes. when we were going to hit our stride. By the way, the, the funny part, <laughs> the funny part to me was I, for me just sitting there. I was like, oh, I don't recognize her boyfriend. Like, I was like, oh, who's that guy and everything? And then he died like five seconds later. I was like, oh, that's why I don't recognize him. <laughs> he was just in here to die. He was an extra. <laughs> <laughs> he had to stand almost naked. Yeah. And then die. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't ever talk about There was a little boy and a little girl that also they show both of them. The little boy just disappears forever. I don't remember them showing him die, but I'm guessing he did. But And she wasn't worried about him. Yeah, she didn't care I don't even him. know that kid's name. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. they walk in on the boyfriend. And Tank Girl it, it, starting to play a an adult game of sorts. And these two kids walk in and go, oh, they're being gross again. And one of them is the girl that Tank Girl goes and wants to get revenge for, tries to find, et cetera. The other kid just vanishes. <laughs> yeah. Just gone. Not shown dying, not cared about. Nobody mentions him later. He is doing cereal commercials somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's unfortunate for so him. So they pick up. Tank girl and they, yeah, they pick up tank girl. Her. The first time, the first guy she kills him. The second one, they get they grab her. They have a chance to kill her, but for some reason they keep her alive, which may, really doesn't make sense. But they do kill her cow in front of her, or her ox. In he front says of her. we can have fun with this one. Yeah, and then uh, and I guess it's the guy that said that. Is she, he Australian? She kills him on the plane. He is or something <laughs> randomly. Yeah, and he keeps a random Australian and, accent. You know, she she kills him with her neck break really quickly, and so the guards that are still there alive should have shot her. Right then, but oh, they wait, wait. keep her alive. Yeah, you can't shoot on a plane. I've I've seen a lot of they plane movies. They could hit her with a ha- the guns. They could <laughs> have done seen, something. Yeah, but if you shoot a plane, everybody goes out a window somewhere. Yeah, I've seen true. a it lot is. of movies about it. I don't know. I didn't see any plane get over 20 feet in the air in this movie, though. Yeah. Planes don't seem to fly high in this movie. Am I, am I wrong? Or yeah, is there- something about the atmosphere, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a logical explanation. Which so, brings us also back to the water. This whole movie is supposed to be about water. Mm-hmm. And so Contain Girl gets captured. And they put her into where do they put her into? Like the she's working the 
basically where they're mining camp. for yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but she's working in the clothes cleaning where they wash clothes i was like oh you got enough money to steam and you got enough water to steam clothes Right, I mean, they're steaming clothes. I mean, it's a ton. Was she of, working in laundry? I think no. Yeah. She was mining. She was bringing up yeah. buckets of dirt. I yeah. thought she was steaming at one no, point. Doesn't she? No, she escape was, through. She was taking a, a shower, but it was a dry shower. She was putting uh, her work clothes no, in I, a basket and then to the white powder. I want to go back and look because no, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> the powder was was weird. It's her chinchilla I don't understand shower. That. Yeah, I don't understand. It's don't almost know. like they tried to make that seductive too. Yeah, because yeah, like she's laying in bags. She's like, ah, oh, this. Talc is coming out of this faucet onto my head. Yeah. This feels so good. And then she starts to vacuum it and doesn't. And then that's the end of that. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. The librarian, every time she was watching this, every time she, half the time she would see her on the screen, she was like, I feel like she needs a shot. <laughs> <laughs> a shot? Like just some kind of needle to help her oh. <laughs> cure her of whatever's going on. So. She needs her fix. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She's talking about like she's got. Oh, diseases or hepatitis. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you feel like she needs yeah. treatment. Yeah, she needs treatment. That's what, yeah, she was like, Oh, she, she might have had pink eye. I don't know. I wasn't paying <laughs> attention. I'm sure she had everything. She was, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, so she's, she's taken prisoner. I don't really fully understand. I was hoping What's y'all the, could kind of explain some of that because I know y'all watched. Oh, absolutely. So the reason they didn't kill her those three times is because there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing else. Good point. <laughs> well, the reason they eventually come to, not right there with the plane, but the reason they end up at is because they can use her. Right. And it, because she rippers. killed so many soldiers. She they killed take, eight, just so you know. Eight, eight soldiers they didn't know to stay behind the lines and, and fire their guns. Or regular. aim before you pull the trigger. <laughs> they were good at killing them, that, uh, everybody in that building, just not her. Yeah. Well, to make sure they blew it up. So, uh, I don't know. It was a little bizarre, but they, they were going to use her. She's looked at as crazy. But she's really living life just for fun. Like She has no worries. Some people say she needs medicated. I think she is. <laughs> If you know, I mean, because she does. She has she's no anxiety. Yeah. She's never anxious about anything. She's never scared about anything. Never. She's like playful all the time in the face of any kind of threat. And any threat that Naomi Watts character, Jet, anytime she mentions a threat or anything, she's like, well, that's no fun. Who ca-? You know, it's kind of a who cares, you know. Well, they're going to kill us. And Jet's, ah. <laughs> no. Jet's the opposite. She, right. She worries always about everything. Yeah. Well, to me, that's why they need Jet. They, they got to have Jet in this movie because otherwise there's no you have to danger. There's no yeah. feeling of urgency no. or danger anywhere. But this. almost instantly they start that, that dynamic because Tank Girl would have died for the cyanide gas in the tank had it not been for Jet. So her reckless disregard and lack of anxiety or worry would have ended right there Yeah, if it weren't for Jet. So they do play off of each other for sure. Which I think Jet does a good job in this. I think that Naomi Watts does a good job for what she's given on this and everything. And I don't feel like Lori Petty's terrible in this. I just feel like it's not a likable character to me. I said this in Soldier. I said that Kurt Russell had done exactly what he'd been asked to do. And I think that she did as well. I think she played exactly the character they wanted her to play. I don't know if you could come up with a more dynamic difference between two characters than Soldier and tank girl and be i mean you're right on it yeah. because they're both trying to save people's lives and they both go down and do it a different way you know she's going to joke about everything and he's going to tell everything with his eyes the randomness of her is a drawing point to this and her movie. facial expressions 
are spot on. She's great with the facial expressions in this movie. When she's sarcastic, I mean, she's doing the eye roll. She's got the facial expressions to go with every kind of emotion she had, she could have through the, throughout this. In Soldier, there wasn't any. It's the same thing. They right. they didn't want him to do yeah. much, and they wanted her to be over the top. It's almost you know Jim Carrey esque. Like everything is just over. Yeah, yeah. Expressioned, you know. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this: I don't know of any actress Express. that could have pulled off Tank Girl besides Lori Petty. Definitely takes a special one. kind of actress to do that. That doesn't mean I like the film, but I do see the the benefit of that character. So there, anyway, they're now they're in the prison. This is this where she finally meets the yeah, main bad guy. That's right. This is the villain of the story. Oh yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Okay. Well, she saves Jet first from the oh, creeper sergeants. guy and that's how her and jet meet yeah and then she goes to meet the main bad guy yeah yes. this guy keeps bothering jet and making advances on her and she sergeant small Sar- is that his name mm-hmm. sergeant small well that's ironic yeah well he got that position because lieutenant which they never really explained because that's the first time we do meet malcolm mcdowell's character is they had covered ninety six percent of it. They hadn't covered one hundred percent, and yeah, they haven't. They haven't captured a hundred percent of the land where the water is supposed to be. Yes, yeah. under the ground, and under the they were they were celebrating the victory for ninety six percent. And the guy who was in charge says, you know, oh, and when I take care of these rippers, that last little crack of land will be ours, and we'll have it all. And that's when Malcolm McDowell kind of jokes, laughs, has everybody toast, and then. Slowly kills this guy. I thought that scene was not needed. Just didn't make any sense. I think it should have been different. Well, I think yeah, it was yeah. kind of needed because it, yeah, it was a fear could've... thing. He's keeping everybody in line through fear. All his soldiers, lieutenants, captains, everybody is just feared. What got me was, okay, so he tells the lieutenant, you know, this crack of land, and then he starts breaking everything, and she shows, well, we lost this, and if we lose this, we'll lose this, right. and et cetera. And then... Through the shattered glass, he just tells the lieutenant to take his boots off, and he does. And he says, now come here. So this lieutenant is barefoot walking across the glass, and he stops. And Malcolm McDowell tells him, "You know, basically, you don't have a spine to tell me no. I mean, you obviously, I wouldn't have done this. I would not have walked across this glass. If I were you, I would have told, I'd have made you kill me. And then he goes, come closer. And the guy does it. <laughs> <laughs> He just told you you're an idiot for doing it, and yeah. then asked you to do it again. And but that's it. how submissive he was, right? And yeah. so it's a it's a fear thing. So he did it, and he walked over there, and then the ridiculous expanding squirt bottle is stabbed in his back, and yeah, sucks so, all the water. But what got out. me was then he walks across the glass. But what he just what he was standing there barefoot the whole time. Nobody. No, he, yeah, he walks across the glass. So he says, "I would never walk across the glass." But now he's barefoot walking across the glass, right? Right. Well, yeah. he w- he said he would never do it just it's because like he was told to do yeah. it. Yeah, I would never let you make me do. But that. I'm just saying, kind of like, thing. he was standing there barefoot the whole time. <laughs> I'm not going back and watch because they yes. immediately cut to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. He's kind of in. Is it like robes? Don't or something? you think Maybe part he's of a hippie. this hippie? Do you wear sandals all the time? The hippie. <laughs> the hippie. He's in a suit, barefooted. That he is in a suit, like all the yeah. time. I mean, all I guess it's desert. It's just sand. It's soft. <laughs> Wait, he's the head guy. He can do whatever he wants. He can't. He, nobody's going to say hippie. anything. To Let him. me ask this question. He's don't laid you, that out. Don't you think that the whole purpose of that whole scene was to show that he's just as insane? Yes. As Tank Girl. Yes. Okay, so just it's like just as over the top. Yes. yes. But on the other end. Yes. I mean, that's what I saw. Was that mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Yeah, just he's he's crazy and everything. Oh, and look, let me what? let me say this is the best performance of this whole movie to me. I think 
I think he is like, like he's awesome. Like I love Malcolm McDowell and his Kesley. I like him. Like every time he's I, awesome. he just owns every scene. Like he's this creepy guy. He's gonna kill him. He's gonna have this person drown. All these things. I was like, yeah, he's the bad guy. Like clearly he's, he's oh, and, and he's great. good at playing the bad guy. And I love it. He, ooh, she'll be fun to break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's good but stuff. He, but he has to be that insane logically if he's gonna continue letting her live to accomplish this stupid mission he's got for her. And go through all the extremes he does afterward. Yes. Like, well, he has to win. That's the whole thing is he has to win. Because if you remember, all the torture he puts her through and everything to try to break her. But he's sacrificing all of the other things that he's won. But he's won that. He doesn't need it anymore. He won. No, he I mean, when that. he loses water and power, he has lost. Right, but I'm saying it coming up. And he risks all of it to fight her. Yeah, because he is. To lure her in later. We'll get to that. By yeah. the way, maybe but, maybe I'm wrong, but, but everybody in this movie is insane. Yeah, they're Jeff. all insane. Jeff's the only one, and she That's becomes crazy. Let me make it very clear. The entire movie is insane. <laughs> yes. It's great. It's totally bizarre. Except for Booga. <gasps> Booga is not insane. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. To the glasses, the one that wears glasses. He's no. the one that acts young, sort of. Uh, like he's the dog. He's right? the one that They're was a dogs. dog. No, 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 no. He was a dog, he was and a then dog. he got upgraded oh, to human status, that. and then he became a ripper. He was a really smart dog, so they upgraded him to human status and made him a ripper. Yeah, wait, wait that's her boyfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. In the end. Okay, that's in the end. not boyfriend. Okay. Friend. It says. Oh, they're anyways. definitely together. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay, let's let's jump back. Okay, because we're about to mess up to explain. Plus, all right, just in case you don't watch this movie, Kesley meets Tank Girl for the first time. Yes, and and he's very impressed by her because she killed eight of people. Because yeah, how many did she kill? Eight. Okay, well then he wants to use her, and he tries to break her by sending her to the mines. Oh, so the scene right before that we were just talking about with the glass and everything really sets the precedent for why he's impressed. Yes. Okay. I'm, I don't know why it took me so long to pick that up. Yeah. But I do get it now. So he's really impressed because she's so defiant. I think the reason it's hard to pull this together is it feels like a, a bunch of masses, oh, massive stuff all thrown chaos. together. Yeah. And you're like, does it all come together or not? You know, and it really does feel like, cause I, just I, look, I looked at the, y'all don't have ADD. I looked at the hippies uh, comic. <laughs> she's got it. And I was like, Oh, this is very similar. Lots of just jumping <laughs> around and stuff. So. But what I wanted to get to is through, throughout the torture of trying to break her to work for him. He freezes her. He binds her up, sticks her down a reducing pipe, a pipe that's 40 meters and gets smaller and, and everything sticks her out there. And in the very end, she's still like, you got a booger in your nose and then flips him off. Use this right. finger to clean it out. She's defiant to the end. And he, so he pulls a gun mad to shoot her and she goes, ha, I win. Yeah. Spoiler. Yes. She never folds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the whole thing is he said, if you want to play, I'll play, but I'll win. And that's why she was saying on return. Oh, I won. Yeah. You know, well, I like, I wish I knew somebody that well, she would have died know. like saying I won. She wouldn't care. You know? Okay. Because I would During like to the, see a psychiatrist <laughs> say exactly what what she is. Like watching this Made movie. up. It's definitely a made up category. <laughs> it's, it's, def, it's definitely not a real person yeah, category. It's definitely a California thing, you know, Hollywood. But the problem that I had with the torture, she's getting frozen or cold or whatever. Why does her teeth turn black and then they're back to white in the next scene? Oh, I didn't the librarian thought she had braces on. She was I trying had, to go, is that she had braces? What happened what to braces? Where on? did the braces go? And why contacts? Maybe this is the part where I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was awake during this part. Mine's a little bit lighter. So I was hoping somebody carried me through a little bit of this. But I, I didn't understand it. The torture part when she goes down the tube, I thought was pretty wacky. I was like, she just 
I guess if you're really claustrophobic, maybe that would send you into that kind of. Well, and she's upside down. Did you? I did not like the way they put feet? together. No, that, forty-five meters though. I did not like the way they put together that montage of instant. I mean, she just instantaneously went into these flashbacks. Were they all flashbacks? All of them? Yeah, it was, was this flashbacks flash- on the on the little girl. And I wasn't the, sure if any of it was like imagined. No, there were no hallucinations. It was yeah. it was flashbacks. It was like PTSD because I mean she got in such a narrow. Spot her shoulders catch her. I think this is where she remembers her boyfriend again too, right? Didn't right. She thinks about him again. Mm-hmm. So. But not that other kid. Yeah. Nothing, Still no, not there. Still gone. <laughs> so she's tortured and they try to break her. They don't. And then what? Is this when she escapes? Is it right after this is she escapes? Not, she doesn't really escape. Well, she thinks she escapes. Right. But they set it up with her and Jet to escape, right? Uh, no, Jet wasn't set up to do that. But she found her. This is where the cyanide in the tank and Jet oh, saves her. Okay. The comes first about. tank that she doesn't steal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first attempt of Okay. Well, and then curious, they, to, curious to when she gets out of there because I can't remember. Well, that kind of leads into, you know, he shoots the tracker oh, and that's the mic right. yeah. into her leg and mm-hmm. then he takes her to the quicksand and says, go find the rippers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because He's they use her as a. Yeah, that's right. Because the, they take her to the rippers and then everybody dies except for somehow Sergeant. Small doesn't get hurt at all, right? Is this what that part? Yeah. This is where all right. the rippers show up. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, which the, we had talked about the rippers in the movie a little bit. And for me, when I was, I was like, I don't know what the rippers are. Like, I have no idea. Are they aliens? Because they act like they're aliens. But that's the thing. Up until that point, yeah. they're like yeah. shadow creatures. Right. Then you see them fighting, and you just don't know. And then you see them fighting. And Did they you get a predator kangaroos. feel? Do I know? Did you get a predator feel when the? Uh, no, a predator looked a lot more serious. <laughs> that that this this. this <laughs> This, this was like uh, Jim Henson had put these guys together. He's like, "Hey, let me predator, let me make you some dogs." Predator meets the 1990s. Uh, what's the teenage dog mutant Muppets? Ninja Turtles? Uh, gosh, is it Rolf? Yeah, Rolf. It yeah. looked like a bunch of Rolfs. That's what I, I was envisioning as the Muppet Rolfs. I'm like, these but are they're the lamest looking characters. Yeah, they're kangaroos. They're kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. So this, you've got to be honest, guys. Seriously, yeah. Brody. Yeah, we do. The hippie. Did that not look lame as can be there? Yes. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love everything. You embrace the suck. I do. Yeah. I I really enjoy stuff like this sometimes. When it's when it's made well, I think it's made well. It's crazy. It's out there. It's outlandish, but it's made well. I yeah, love it. If you it. go in there prepared for that, I think uh, this movie is made for a certain type of person that really can embrace that kind of thing. How much do they make Star Wars for? And I know it's I don't I know it was wait, 20 years before. What, Here's why because what? they had costumes in Star Wars. I'm just saying they, they look realistic in Star Wars. You go in that cantina scene, they look realistic. The Wookiee, I mean, they could have. They weren't going for realistic. I don't know how you make a. I mean, it's a com. I think they're going for. I don't think they're going ultra realism. They didn't look like kangaroos. They look like people with. No, I agree. I I think that they were not only ugly, but I did not. I wanted to look away every time they were on the screen. I just was like, you look so stupid. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was watching Ice-T, and I was like, mm, what is going through your head right now? $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame him for taking it. I'm no, not saying I don't. that. I'm just saying, the whole time you're watching, you're like, I wish it was more that I'd be like, I think I recognize that voice and stay in. Wow, Ice T is in the worst makeup I've ever seen. That's a, that's what I kept thinking. And it, they're so creepy. Like their overt sexual comments are like oh really creepy. When they they feel like they're coming from animals, and you're like, ah, I just can't. Something feels really weird right now, and I don't like this. 
But wow. I liked how they were they were all significantly different. You had they one, all had a different personality. Like some jazz poet, and you had the ex-cop, and you had a dog, and yeah. you know, just some random stuff going on. Was what great. was the occupation of the guy with glasses? Because he was real smart. He was the smartest one of them. It, I think he's the one that sacrifices. Himself. I can't remember what is. That was the jazz poet. Yeah, but what was his? Was he a pretty, jazz poet? In I real mean, life? they just said they didn't say what he did. Oh, so we just I'm talked just through assuming, that. Yeah. Which that's Red's case. So you really only figure out that Ice T was a cop, and the really creepy guy. What? No, Booger was a dog, and then the creepy guy that likes Jet so much was an auto parts salesman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. I just remember their fight scenes where they just jumped around and killed everyone. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. Their fight scenes are look. I know you keep, but I mean, they're really, silly. they're the dumbest things. I mean, they I know those. I know those guys can't shoot, but apparently. Jump. How have they not taken over the world yet? Those eight, I mean, nobody can hurt them. Yeah. Unless they do something crazy, like just running down with 50 people shooting them. Well, well, apparently there's too much sun because they need uh, to be in the dark. Yes. One of uh, them dies. Yes. Reg Cathy's character. He just wanted to get out of the movie. The he, went, he went poet. kamikaze. Yeah, he did. At the end. Which I have an issue with. Why does he get a helmet and none of the other Rippers get a cool they helmet? They needed helmets. Yeah. I mean, he gets the super cool helmet, and nobody else has. I one. think some of the people making this movie needed helmets. <laughs> I don't know why there's helmets at all. Everybody makes perfect cool. shots or no good shots. I mean, there's no. I like how I think they should have kept the helmets on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's the other characters. Is here we we introduce them to the Rippers, and until this moment, I guess as a as you're watching, you're like, I'm gonna be honest. By this time, I was like, please, Rippers, kill her. Like I didn't. I was kind of, I was kind of looking for an end of this movie, and they did not. And the Rippers put her in a room full of bowling balls. Yeah, yeah. that's what they did. That's so weird. I don't understand some of the stuff. It's like it was literally like carpeted in bowling balls. And then yeah. they're trying to decide whether they're going to kill her and Jet, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And they vote, and it's tied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something like that. It's a tie. Was it one that? No, they give her a test. She has to go and get the pictures of the guns that oh. water and power yep. are transporting. <laughs> right. Yep. So she walks up with Jet to this transport of water and power's arsenal being transported across this desert. By and construction just, guys. By construction guys, by water and power guys, and pretends to be a photographer for what, a magazine or a calendar? calendar. Wait, we breezed. All the way through the tank and jet situation. Yes, we did. We did. Where they go and meet the rain lady and they paint their tank. I mean, we don't have to cover every scene, but I'm thinking in Tank Girl, we should cover the fact that she gets a tank. I had missed that there was some ripper that had trained them or made them. Johnny Prophet. He's a scientist. Yeah, I didn't get that. He wasn't a ripper. Mm-mm. He was just a human. He was trying to advance the race, I believe. They were it? trying to make the super, super soldier. That's right. So with kangaroos. He, he was, yeah, he was merging human DNA with kangaroo DNA and he made these monstrosities. Okay. Kangaroos are super strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they, I mean, oh man, I'm I've not, seen them box. I'm it's pretty gonna, rough. I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they talk about how Johnny Prophet was trying to make the super soldier. And made the rippers, and then he left the hippie. Where did he go? To to Iceland or Switzerland to help someone out there with the water issue. Another scientist. 
There's a lot of issues with water in this, and <laughs> nobody suffers from anything about water. None of them. Nobody suffers Mm-mm. from water. Nobody's Waters are always, always wherever you need it. Yeah, water is everywhere. <laughs> it, it really runs everything except for everybody has water. My, there's, I, I don't know where we're going to get to it because I don't know where anything is in this movie. I'm so <laughs> Okay, well, let's backtrack. So she didn't break, but he said, go find the Rippers. And then, and then she had a tank. And then the Rippers came out and attacked everybody. She was left alive. Well, Jet pulls her out of the sand, and that's how they get together. And she's like, I'm not going back. And Jet says, no, we're not. And then they go, and, and the Rippers find them. So she gets a flying contraption, mm-hmm. and Tank Girl gets the tank. Mm-hmm. And so they leave. And they spruce them up. They personalize and they, them. And they stop by. They paint them, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, My brother no, told no, me no, this. Not just paint. Not just paint. Not just paint. <laughs> There's a recliner and a grill. And a what grill, yeah. Yes, there's a but grill. This is right, right basically where the librarian basically checked out. She was like, look, if you have water problems, but you can go make paint, then you don't have water problems. Like that was the library was like, because you got to have uh, water to make paint and everything. So, anyway, oh, there's oil-based paint. But they, <laughs> that's not the same tank. It's, there's, it's like way, way smaller. Than the original tank, anyway. I, I, don't, Small I don't know a lot about tanks. I feel like it's hard to run a tank alone. Like, I can see you driving it. I don't see how you... Especially from on top of it while grilling. So, does There's she, one time she's controlling it when she's in a parachute. Does she add this AI personality yeah, to this Yeah, she calls tank? it and stuff like that. But I'm saying it didn't have some kind of computerized personality before. No. Right? Well, it spoke. Okay, so <laughs> so she takes this tank and they... And they rip it apart, and they create her personalized tank. And then she walks like, out, and then whistles for it, and it comes to her. Right. I don't. <laughs> it's so absurd. Where's so your- at first, I thought this is my first thought, and I thought this almost most of the movie. <laughs> I just thought it was commanded to like follow her when it, she whistles. I didn't realize that it had like a personality. I thought it was just like. You go where I whistle, computer. Does it? Uh, you understand what I'm no, saying? No, I say that. And then at the very end, she was like talking to it. And I was like, what? Why? You know, I just, just threw me off. I remember watching Knight Rider in the 80s. And Michael spent more time in that car than she spends in this tank. And I find that absurd. Like, it's called Tank Girl. Like, I feel like you should be in it. And, and you know, I saw The Fury, which is all about a tank. And it wasn't Brad Pitt running around by sides of his tank the whole time. Like, he was with his tank. And there's so many times, like, I didn't understand the one scene where she's, she's got the parachute. Like, it made no sense to me at all. Like, why would you not be in a tank yeah. shooting everything? Instead, you're in the air being a target. The parachute scene bothers me, too, because the Does bullets it? bounce off her parachute harness. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> like, yeah, nobody wait a minute. <laughs> I think it's great. I think you have to be um, a teenage girl who really wants, like, a lot of girl power to love That's why movie. I love it. That's why I love it. Because he's a teenage girl. I'm a teenage girl. Girl power. <laughs> no, I think you have to be wanting to watch an outlandish movie. Mm-hmm. You have to want to greed out there crazy. I saw Time Bandits as a kid. And we haven't put that on there, but I thought about putting that. That might go good with this one. Because I haven't seen that since as a kid. But I remember being interested in it. And so that might be one of those. That we I don't think I've at. even heard of that until we watched, watched that uh, last movie. Mm, a map of Tiny Perfect Things. But it would be a little bit absurd. The guy that did it was Terry Gillum. He does a lot of absurd stuff and very, like, if you've never seen anything of his, you, I would I would recommend you watch stuff of his, just to see if that's what you like, uh, Brody. If you like those kind of things, just because I think it would be neat to see that mindset, and you'd be like, oh, okay, because I've seen some other things that you told me about, and I and and with it, it's weird because he's got a British feel, even though he's an American. 
and uh, he was part of uh, Monty Python. Like he was the only American part of Monty Python. Yeah. So I throw that out because for me, and I love and I can handle insane stuff. I love. I feel like Labyrinth's very insane the way it does things, but I love Labyrinth. But on this, I felt like it's just so over the place. I don't like her jokes a lot of times. I don't think they're very funny. Like if you're a smart aleck and you say smart aleck comments are really funny, I appreciate those. But a lot of her jokes were just like what eight year old kid would say and stuff. Which again, that's her character. She's gonna say stuff like that. Am I wrong? No, I mean, you're, it's one hundred percent. I was gonna say twelve year old boy, but you know, eight works. Yeah, honestly, I'm not. I think if I had watched <laughs> this as a as a pre-pubescent boy, I probably would have really liked it. I don't think my parents would have <laughs> let I me think, watch this. I know. Okay, so can I talk about the next absurd scene? I know we kind of jumped around, but we are. we're going to run out of time. and We I, are. I don't want to go for an hour and a half on a movie that, that... That is awesome. So I want to talk about, in the middle of this movie, they just said, hey, let's let's throw in a uh, musical scene. <laughs> oh, Let, let's just sing and let's have everybody dance and have a musical This number. entire place. Oh, yes. This is a, it, it was a bordella? It, it's it, horrible. It's a... It's a a madam's house. Yes. I must is. have blocked it out. I don't remember this scene at all. It's, the liquid silver. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. I, I did not see that. Yes. Yeah, so they go there because they're looking for the little girl. <laughs> I don't and they just get there. They get there on the right moment because they're about to send a little girl to some guys. Oh, and, I remember uh, that. Part, and yeah. they end up saving her. And yeah. then uh, I don't know. She she makes them sing because she puts a gun to the the woman's yeah. hand. Like that's yeah. the whole point. She puts a gun to. She can just walk out of there. They she could have left. They can leave, but instead we got to have a musical number because that's important. So you got to sing "Let's Fall in Love." Really quick, this point in time is where she almost seals the fate of Sam. She saved her, and they could leave. And they have their tank, and they have their jet, yes. and they are all—they are winners right now. But instead, she has to sing. Don't she you has know. to do this giant yeah. musical, and it causes the kidnapping of the little girl. She causes the kidnapping yes. of the little girl because she wasn't acting responsible. Because she went to a house of ill repute and made them sing Let's Fall in Love. Well, she had to go there to rescue her. But she didn't have to make them sing Let's Fall in Love. Well, my favorite, no. my favorite part of that is clearly the woman that runs it is some kind of musical person. Like She knows how to sing. And about halfway through the musical number, Lori Petty takes over. <laughs> and she, and in this movie, she's not gifted at singing. Now, in real life, I have no idea. But here she doesn't. And you're like, oh, you're going to have a musical number. And then apparently everybody who was just held hostage feels like it's awesome to to dance along and sing with a While you're being girl. held hostage. It's yeah. fun. With one gun. Yeah, it feels so... Look, you can say everything about the... the, the you can sing every, say everything about the comic and, that she's and how not it's like the comic. It. But I guarantee there's no musical on the comic. There's, oh, there's no musical on the comic. So no. when they brought this in, yeah, why did they bring this in? Like I don't get yeah. this part at all. Like how did you think? Oh, this will be this will go along with the comic. It does not. In the dressing room with all the naked people, I don't mannequin type. I don't even know what you call them. They're in the wall. They're halfway in the wall. I think mannequins good. Were they really mannequins? I don't know. Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm not saying, but I, so I, I, with everything else on there, I was just like, okay, is it real mannequins or did she do something else insane in there as well? So, but yeah, and I, okay, why did she have to dress up if they're just going to get the girl? I don't know. What, she won't take. She, she never, takes two steps, and the the madam calls out her. There she is. That's because like, she didn't attempt to blend in. She didn't change into something would, that blended in. Why would you not use jet? Like that seemed like the place to use jet. Yeah. Instead, yeah. <laughs> She's, it doesn't make any sense. Like I guess when you're in command and you're tank girl. Your logic is terrible in every avenue. Bad decisions galore. Like she needed to put Jet in charge right at the front. She needed to be punished for not, getting her 
friend kidnapped. No, she likes punishment. Well, she said it. True. She likes pain. Especially what she doesn't like, her boyfriend, because she never really gets to him again. <laughs> or the little boy. <laughs> or the little boy. See, I think the whole thing about her being outlandish and coming for originally from Britain is the fact that they're so stuck up and they can't relax. <laughs> yes. That they're watching somebody just doing whatever they want, you know, not having to, to worry the about. the degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just wide open, you know. So where so, are we at? I don't even know. Is it now Yeah, time we to jumped go all over, the- but we went to the liquid silver place and they leave. And now Sam, let's <laughs> <laughs> just say her, her friend Sam is kidnapped again. Is that the little girl, Sam? Yes. Yeah, oh, for the second that. time. And they're going to lure her back. Listeners, we mentioned the Ripper. whole Ripper story happened after she was kidnapped, right? The second time. We put those two. We inverted those two in our telling. I think mm-hmm. they, Correct? they meet the Rippers before the second kidnapping. Right. But after they make their tanks. Okay. Be- yeah. <laughs> I thought I had the story backwards. So, okay, good. Yeah, because the kidnapping is after the armed transport photography session. Oh, okay. So they met the it it is kind of all over the oh, place. We, we <laughs> skipped over the photography session as well. <laughs> no, we talked about that. We, we talked a little mm-hmm. bit, but not much. So it's not a great scene. I, I meant the whole modeling and all yeah. that stuff. I like how Jet, when she was photographing, couldn't leave. <laughs> she <laughs> couldn't pull her away. And she was called like six different names. She never yeah. got called the same name. Oh once. yeah, yeah she was, I called. think that was part of it though, right? She was acting pretentious. Yeah, like she, she was like she wouldn't remember name. that lowly girl's name. That's right. Yeah. So, so the final basically sets up is they're going after the little girl. Little girl is being put in that same water chamber that uh Tank Girls put in before. They're in this sort of fort of water and power. Yeah. Here comes the Rippers, here comes Jet, here comes Tank Girl. Uh Jet's gonna she's gonna sneak in with a plan that she's got to pretend that they're part of water and power. And uh it's kinda absurd as well. <laughs> and then uh Tank girl just says, "Hey, I'm just going in. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna attack." And this is where she gets on her parachute and just. Does she have a gun in her hand when she's shooting like crazy? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. so she's hitting guys like crazy. Nobody can hit her. She has the greatest song being played. Well, let's talk which about is that written for a by. Okay, I don't remember this song <laughs> at all. It was Ice T song. Yeah, it was the Ice T song, song that he. It? She walks softly but carries a big gun. <laughs> Go ahead. That's hilarious. But cool. she's she's got a parachute. She's not walking. Well, that's not what Ice T said. Yeah, fair well, enough. And just for a second, the, the soundtrack of this, and this, I would say, this is not my cup of tea. But the hippie said that she really, really liked this. And I get this because it is one of those soundtracks. It's got a lot of uh, alternative songs on it. So it's very want- '90s, you know, Vergasol, Bush, yeah. Ice T. Um, who else? Courtney, when she Courtney loves on there. Well, Hole. She, and she was in charge of it too. It was in Hole. Like she was the one that. Mm-hmm. Did the, the uh, got the soundtrack like put together? And from what I understand, oh, I didn't know that. I have been a fan of her. They wanted her to be Tank Girl. I think if I remember straight, I think she was one of the ones. I'm glad that they. <laughs> but they said she was too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have. Uh, <laughs> no, and I think what what stopped maybe it wasn't her. Maybe for that it was either that or they wanted her for Jet. I can't remember, but they wanted her for one of them. And that's I will say this from watching it that that music fit the movie. It always fit the movie. I just don't I don't want to miss the soundtrack before we get to the very final. So the final of the movie is they go in this all out battle. One of the I think one of the Rippers dies. I, I, I know y'all talk about it. I didn't care if any of them died. Like I really didn't. You know, I kind of wish more of. Yeah, it needed to be. It needed to be a more. 
when nobody hardly dies, then it feels like none of, nothing mattered. They were invincible. Yeah. So it would have been better to it's me. pretty silly when he dies, too. Yeah. It's dying scene. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I, it's I, all silly. It's all fun. <laughs> I like it. Well, and I don't know. Would they try to make it if there was a sequel that you got the, you know, Tank Girl and the Rippers and Jet? Like, that's the, and that, that might be the comic is it's all them right. working together. And so. Well, and this is actually part way through some of the series, obviously, in England. She does start working for them and goes on missions for water and power briefly um living in her tank and it's a different kind of storyline so they could they could just disregard every bit of it and just make something call it tank girl that's completely different right or even have part of this i mean they're not really sticking to anything so anyway that's the final she battles the the guy the other thing i'll say is jet ends up you see her and she's been meek and mild most of this movie except for when she's flying her jet yeah and all of a sudden in this you see her running around with a pistol killing everybody nobody can hit her she <laughs> is screaming yes and so <laughs> she is just wiping people out and everything and there's a scene where she gets back with sergeant small and just kills him like you know, yeah the battle scene the final the final battle scene, scene. oh that wait they're fighting off uh the, the rippers and the two girls are fighting off all of the soldiers how many all 264 is that many oh my gosh or is it 164 they say explicitly the number of, st- of soldiers in the movie. It's a lot. Because uh, they can hear. And then they say, he says like 163. And then she walks up and says 164 or something like that. Anyway, it was dumb. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're fighting all of the soldiers. And they apparently the 10 of them can kill everyone. And the tank does something here. I can't remember, but the tank's actually fighting. And so Tank Girl the, actually has The tank's fight. fighting its way into the building. Right. For the final scene. Yes. But, yeah, because it does something with a... It shoots beer cans at That's him. right. It <laughs> shoots beer Which cans. he uses his super awesome blade arms yeah. to slice them all up. <laughs> I have problems with the uh, beer can take scene. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps yeah. shooting at him. He just keeps standing there blocking. And the blade yeah. arm reminded me of the old school Ninja Turtles. Shredder had Shredder. the... Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I... Yeah. What does she finally shoot something up to knock it down or something? And uh, he, She shoots A bucket up. of water. She yeah. shoots the bucket of water above his head to kill him. It was really surprising that they hit a bucket of water because there is a sparse condition of water in this area. There's no water <laughs> and anywhere. Well, no, they randomly leave it hanging in buckets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all practical jokers. I mean, there's a shortage, but you've got to have some shortage fun. of water. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they're yeah. So they're the final battle scene, and uh, and apparently moisture shorts out this holographic man. Yes, and so she realizes he's hologram. Well, things aren't made to withstand a water and a drought. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it was the yeah yeah. She shorts out. Yeah, is that it? Is she killed? Is that that <laughs> yeah. was it? Right. That's it. There's that's nothing it. happens. The she end. just gets out, goes out, well, and, and then it flashes to the comic thing, and it shows him melting. Oh, uh, like he's a witch, you know, like the Wicked Witch yeah, of the like West. The Wicked Witch. And um, and then no, she goes they get, and they put one of those weird water bottles or something on him. Oh, yes, she that's does. That's how she kills yeah. him. She stabs him with Did she water. ever seen the water bottle before? I don't think so. Did she know how they worked? Is that I guess they were known. They were known throughout the land. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're that cool. They're that. Enough people had been tortured by them, I suppose. I mean, I get it. <laughs> what? Where's the cities in this town too? There's the the place. There's all these people in this one place. How do you get a job who at are, Water and Power? Because they obviously haven't gone through living in the desert first. Also, who are they selling their power and water to? Because I just saw sand. 
<laughs> yeah. The, well, think about that, that. That what is it? The bordella. All those rich people. Everybody summer. was like, "Where did all they get their money? How do they all live?" Like I didn't really see any poor people or anything. Like in a movie, usually you'd see beggars or something like that. But the like, rain woman or whatever, she was kind of poor, I guess. No. I don't she know. She had crazy. a lot of stuff for that tank. She did have a lot of. It was a lot of stuff that they drove a, off with, and they put that tank together fast. And she gave them all of it. Okay, let's talk about this film. <laughs> And what we rate it. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to start the ratings this time because I know how this is going. Okay. So yeah, you uh, should have written down predictions of what we would. Say. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> if you go higher than that, I'm going to be disappointed in myself. All right. Well, we're going to start with our guest, the hippie, because she's driving me home. Okay. I would not recommend it for anyone under the age of 18. It's highly inappropriate. Um. The soundtrack is amazing. I love it. You can't get better. It sells the movie. Um, and the comic book strips are also amazing. And I like how it transitions back and forth. Oh, you're talking about the slides in the, during the movie? Yes. And if you're, you know, a teenage girl that wants a girl power movie, this is it. This is the one for you. She would definitely beat Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She would. If they were in a battle, she would win. She has a tank. Harley Quinn would tear her up. I don't know. Harley Quinn's pretty accurate with that bat, but Tank Girl has a tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, and a friend with a jet. Yeah. <laughs> that's not used very well. Yeah. yeah. Let's not get back in. So, what's your rating? Um, a six. I was I was assuming it would be higher. I that. thought it would be higher too. Yeah. I I it's not my favorite movie, but it's it's in there. It's okay. in. Now that's good. Can I just say something now that? Lo- <laughs> Before you go, okay, because I feel like I should have bring the librarian up. Um, because the librarian was like, I don't know if I can be friends with her anymore. She, <laughs> she loves this film. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has no choice. Mm-hmm. So, but you're if, you're, if you're just listening, librarian and uh, the, uh, the hippie are best friends. And so, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So, well, they, maybe she'll talk to you again. <laughs> she has well, no choice. So, she has no choice. Be my yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So, are, <laughs> so are Jet and yes. Tank Girls. Yes. So. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. She is the jet to my tank girl. I'm trying you, to, I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the library would be, want to be acknowledged to any part of this movie at all. So. No, but I would like to openly She's admit out of this. that the hippie is very much like Tank Girl. That's hilarious. Yes, very much. In, I mean, that's a true story. And and let it's me say true, this: the whole time story. we watched this that's movie, that's not true. She's she's so caring. Like the hippie's caring. Tank girl does not care about. Oh anything. man, she puts on a great face. It's <laughs> awesome. You're very mean. Your acting is better than this movie. <sighs> Thank you. Um, I did say the entire time they're gonna hate this movie. <laughs> they're gonna. I may have said it twenty times. Like in the <laughs> opening credits. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, this is a horrible idea. They're going to hate this oh, movie. Ash is going to hate this. <laughs> Safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was right. All right. So, Chris. <laughs> it's your since, turn. Since you've led into uh, how you feel about this, yeah. why don't you give us uh, your input on it? Okay, so there wasn't a minute of this movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get hints from Chris. I would send him text, like just trying to figure anything out. And he would just reply back, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was not going to give me anything. And I just wanted to know, like, I, I got to know where he's at on this thing. Well, we know now. <laughs> I, okay. It took me three days to watch the whole <laughs> 
I tried. <laughs> I, it's I a long tried. hour and 44 minutes. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and I fell asleep multiple times. <laughs> and, uh, so my, my wife uh, walked into the room and she, it took her point two seconds. <laughs> she walked into the room. She looked at the TV, paused, and she said, that's stupid. <laughs> and then walked out. <laughs> After she got out of the shower, she lay down in the bed, and I was still watching the movie. And uh, and I and I stopped it. And she said, no, you can keep watching that. I said, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> and I finished it later on my own. Okay, so, so I didn't really notice the soundtrack, probably because I was too absorbed in how much I didn't like the rest of what was going on. I'm going to go back and listen to the soundtrack again, like on its own, separate yeah. from the movie. <laughs> like not not, not, yeah. not I, listen to it as you're watching the movie? No, I want it to be separate from the stupid tank scenes and, and the jump, the <laughs> mutant kangaroos. I think Chris is right on this. I think if, if you listen to it separate, like you might really enjoy this, whereas it can get in your head. Like, oh, you should just remember the bad scenes and, and a bad lot things of these it. artists that were mentioned, I really like. So, I and I'm a <laughs> 90s kid too. So, like, I'm probably going to enjoy the soundtrack. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Hmm. So, you, so, your takeaway is oh, I, I might like the music. I got to turn the movie <laughs> off to find out. <laughs> It's bad when the movie's so terrible that I can't hear it. <laughs> the movie is so distracting. I don't you know guys, if I like the music. You guys can't see them with wiping the tears away from their eyes. Um, I liked some of the acting. Um, none of it really stood out to me. I I don't, I don't have a lot to say. I just didn't. I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> So I didn't want to do this. <laughs> you don't come here or not? Oh, I did. <laughs> what did you give it? I don't like disappointing people. <laughs> and it really disappointed me. Oh, stars? Yes. Uh, um. <laughs> you have to do the math? Uh, well, I'm trying to see if I'm going to be generous. <laughs> I, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this a one. So you are being generous. <laughs> you have to give it a little alert. <laughs> I like craziness. I like stuff being off the walls. It doesn't have to make sense all the time. The movies that irritate me are the ones that try to make sense and try to have a proper storyline and then fall short. Mm. So for this, this kind of movie, for me, I enjoy this. Is If it's done well, and like I said, I, I really like their their costumes and, and the effects and and. The art, I mean, there was a lot of good to it. There's a lot of crazy and stupid in it as well. I admit, this is not for everybody, and I'll openly admit that. But it is for me. I do enjoy it. So uh, I'm probably with the hippie because she's my ride. I'll give it a six <laughs> because yeah. it is good. But but be forewarned, it is a crazy, inappropriate movie. Wild. It is wild. But I'll, But there are times for wild, you know. It's one heck of a ride. <laughs> So that being said, uh, Ash, I have never watched a film in my life where I kept going, gosh, I hate this film. <laughs> I hate this film so bad. 
how much longer do we have? I paused it five times just to see how much longer it was in the movie. <laughs> and I'm watching it with the librarian. And I'm like, hey, um, thank you for watching this with me. And she's like, I hate this. Ash, I, I hate this. Uh, this is so bad, too. So we both just, we had to go on a walk after we were finished. And just talk, <laughs> and just talk about how much you needed to recover. We needed to recover, and we were just talking about the different points of it. Like I was going over what we were going to talk about on this and the things, and and then we were like, we love them so much, and they love this film, and <laughs> I don't understand, like yeah, why, why do they like this? Like what's it made you what is wrong with them? <laughs> what is wrong with it? What? So. Uh, so anyway, we yeah I, a little bit of insight into your friends. I like this movie. <laughs> okay, I guess we should have discussed that years ago. <laughs> I think we, you know when we first start watching some of the things, we we're like, did they? They have kids like we do. How did they not? You know, and then so I didn't. We didn't realize that y'all hadn't seen it for a while because there's so many things that are uh, inappropriate. And so because we'd originally thought about letting our son watch it with us, and uh, we were very thankful we did not. So I even thought, you know, well, hey, kiddo could watch this with us you know and it was before we even asked him i think it was right after you said they're gonna hate this i went oh yeah kiddo can't watch this either <laughs> like it's, it's it's like all the memories came yeah, flooding like, back. Oh, oh no just to say i mean everything just gets thrown in there it just seems like it was thrown together i understand that they had a vision but they even say that they cut so much stuff that made it not make as much sense i, I know that we want to i think people want to say it's a, a movie for for females to look at, but I think there's other characters that would be like, I always tell everybody, you want to watch a, f a movie that makes a female look like a very powerful character. Watch, uh, watch alien, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in that, uh, Ripley. She's phenomenal. Like she does a good job. And so I hate I, that movie. I think this one, I just, I don't think she's, she, cause she's insane. Like I, why do I want, I don't want, want a kid being like this insane and stuff. I think there's gotta be better roles. I think wonder woman, the new one that came out, I think it's better. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put Harley Quinn up there either. My rating one, and uh, yeah. and I told my I told my wife I told the librarian I was like I think this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Like I finally have a a, <laughs> a bottom level. And I remember being at the theater and hating like seeing it just a couple. Of, I was like, why are people watching this movie? I just couldn't understand anybody watching that movie because it didn't the little clips I'd see. I was like, that sounds dumb. I just I hate it. Like I really do. And and I will say, being listen to you guys, listen to some of the things. I think there's some valid point. I, I like. I'm gonna go back to the soundtrack as well. There were some things I, that that we put together tonight about the fact that you know that uh, she was just insane, but so was the main bad guy boss. They were equally insane. So I think there's some some value there. I do think the uh, the director. I, I think she missed the boat. I think maybe if they listened to uh, Alan Martin, Jamie Hewlett, it wouldn't have been just a bunch of producers coming up with their own ideas and throwing them all in there and throwing them up on the board and seeing what works. I I think there could have been more of a balance to it. You know, it felt cheesy to me in so many different routes. So a one, uh, and like so, earlier, you said there should be more tank girl and tank. Girl. Yeah. And, and yes, yeah, so maybe seeing a little bit more tank. So, but okay, this is for the, th the main three of us. This is under 10. I never thought we'd get so a six and a one and one. So that's eight. Uh, and so, and of course we'll, we'll, we'll throw in, uh, the hippies rating as well in there, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is not a film that, that, that the group of us would recommend. So. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. As yes. far as, <laughs> as far as the real round table goes, we would not recommend watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my disclaimer is if you do like the, the all over tangent kind of movie, that's all over the place, like a cat with ADD, this is a good movie to watch once. So, that being said, I kind of wanted to jump into our next movie. 
And so they have no idea what I'm going to ask. And so, but I felt like we need some, uh, I, I feel like we're going to go back to the eighties. Uh, cause we're so far we're, we're not doing good in the nineties. Um, but we're going back to the eighties. We're going to go a movie that I just think I loved as a kid. And I loved as a young adult, like probably 1920 movie called dreamscape. Have y'all ever seen dreamscape? I've never heard of her. It's a movie called, uh, it's a movie with Dennis Quaid is in it and it's called dreamscape it deals with, uh, if you've ever seen inception, it deals with some of that going into people's dreams. And so that's, it's called Dreamscape. It's a very Never seen it. unique movie. Is that 84? Uh, I'm not it's 84 sh- or 87. Yeah, I, think I don't think it was it's one on those. I think it was one of those lists. So, I don't think it's eight, It might be 84. But that's what we're going to watch next. I'm excited because I can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts on this and everything. I can't wait to go back and watch this because I want to see if it holds up for me as well. Because I remember loving this movie. I love the, con- I love the concept behind it. you know. And I'd seen this movie and... Now I'm on Elm Street Three, which was a dream, dream something where they go into dreams in that as well. So, anyway, this is it for us at the Real Roundtable. Check us out if you want to give us your own thoughts on our Facebook, or you want to give us a, a rating on our review us. It's on our website at the yeah. top of our website. It's a Pod Chaser. So, and our website is therealroundtable.com. Yeah, please check it out and everything. And usually we have in our show, show notes, we'll tell you a little bit more where we got some of our articles. And this one we had two different articles we looked at. I tell you what, I will put in the uh, link to the soundtrack as well in there, so if you can uh, see what all the music is. And on this the week, we're also going to add our link to our sub- movie submission. So if you want to send us something, you can go to therealroundtable.com slash watch this, or you can find that link in the show notes. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day. I'm uh, Ash. I'm out of here. I'm Chris. I'll see you later. I'm Brody, and thank you to my lovely wife, the hippie, for showing up. Thanks, hippie. Thank you, hippie. That was excellent. The hippie. You're welcome.